the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, it's more than football. It's making a difference through football. Stay tuned for the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Hey, welcome back. I'm your co-host, David Wyatt, in studio with LeVon Kirkland. Hey, David, how you doing? Uh, David, it is the Christmas holidays. Are you excited, my friend? Oh, man, I love this time of year. Yes, I am excited, LeVon. How about yourself? You know what? I have, I have grown to love this time of year, but you know, at one point in time, I wasn't really a big Christmas guy. Not a big Christmas guy. Man, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's hard for me to imagine. What, what, what was the issue? Well, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, when I was in the NFL, even in college, you know, I didn't really get a chance to spend with my family. I have a big family, a uh, bunch of brothers, a bunch of sisters, man. And, you know, the Kirkland house at Christmas was so much fun. But when I got to Clemson, we had to go on the road during Christmas time. So we were playing these bowl games. And then when I got to, to the NFL, hard times. I mean, it was work, you know. So what they would do at Pittsburgh was they would have Christmas early. So if you had a family, you could spend time from like uh, 8 o'clock to 1230. You know, we were off. But then after that, we had to come into work. So, so let me get this right. Your mom and dad... Y'all had a big family. How many brothers and sisters are there? Or you know, how many what, total kids? In there? At one point in time, it was eight of us. We had four, I had four sisters and three other brothers. So, so y'all are getting together. Mom's yes. cooking it up. Oh yeah. What she? What she? Uh, uh, what would y'all eat? We would have. It would be like Thanksgiving trans gone to Christmas. So we'd have you know the turkey, the ham, the stuffing, oh, everything, love that all stuffing. the cakes, all the pies. So it was great. So, so but, you got spoiled on Christmas growing up, and then at Clemson you couldn't make it because you're at a bowl game, right? And right. then in, in the NFL. So you're telling me, and now look, I, I did uh, represent players in the NFL for a while, and, okay, and yeah. we would we would be going this time of year is obviously the playoff chase yes. and, and Pittsburgh in it, and you know my good friend Nick Eason actually made that playoff run and won a Super Bowl uh, with the Steelers. So I have a little bit of experience with that from an agent's perspective, pulling for the team. Right. And, you know, that can be a nail-biter. I mean, there's a lot of work you guys are going into. But I really haven't thought about it from the player's perspective. So give me and the rest of the audience a little bit of insight what that looks like. So on Christmas morning when you wake up, what what were you doing? You That was a work day? That was basically a work day, but we didn't have to come into work until, like, after 1230. So – during that time, because I was single, I didn't have a wife, didn't have kids, anything like that. I would still kind of be in the bed, just like, <laughs> so you man, sleep, we like... got practice. You know, in Pittsburgh, it's cold. Yeah, it's super cold. You you yeah. experienced that before, haven't the you? The hawk is out. The hawk is out. If you don't know what the hawk Tell is, them about the hawk. The hawk <laughs> is. It comes off the three rivers in Pittsburgh, and it comes into the stadium, and it taps you on the shoulder and say, I'm going to be here all day. I, I'm going to be cold, and I'm going to be chilly. So that's what the hawk is. So you got that hawk out. I got that hawk. You're sleeping a little late. Uh, I'm, yeah, man. So it's a it's different because you don't really get that family atmosphere. Now, if you have a family, it's great because you get to spend Christmas morning, but because I wanted to be a bachelor for a while, I kind of had to wake up to myself and <laughs> wait till one o'clock to go to practice. So, would you 
get in touch with your family at all during that morning? Oh, yeah. You know, I would get in touch with my family. I would call home, and basically everybody would kind of be there around 12 o'clock, and they would pass the phone around back in those days, and they would be like, hey, LeVar, Merry Christmas. We wish we could, you could be with us. And I'm like, yeah, hey, Merry Christmas. And, it, you know, with all those brothers and sisters, I had to talk to them oh. and hear the joy and the festivity Coming from them, that so, energy, that Christmas energy. So they were all trying to give you the love, but, yeah. but you were really kind of remembering what you were missing. Yeah, and remembering <laughs> that I had to and go out there and wipe the snow off my car, drive kind of, you know, a little shaky, <laughs> yep. and be at the stadium by a certain time. Wow, wow. Yeah. So, so Christmas in the NFL wasn't quite... Christmas. It, it wasn't quite Christmas. I mean, but we were grateful, but yeah. I mean, it was a work thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still work it through that holiday. It doesn't matter. I remember, I remember traveling through Christmas, you know, going, you know, going to a game and it's Christmas Day yeah. or it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. So although it sounds like it's all glitz and glamour, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of work and it was kind of sad because I didn't have a family back then. So man, yeah. well, well, you know, Hey, well, I'm glad we're having a great Christmas season yes. this year. How's your Christmas this year? Oh, it's great. It's great. I did all my shopping early, uh, get to spend it with my, my kids. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to it. And you know, this is a special time of the show for us. That time is, Mikey Football. Hey, did you know that South Carolina is the only state in the nation home to two FBS programs with 10-plus wins and a conference championship? Congratulations, Coastal Carolina and Clemson. Great season. Speaking of conference championships, all three FBS programs going into the fall of 2021 are going to have head coaches wearing conference championship rings. Even Shane Beamer just got his conference championship ring from Oklahoma. How about that, guys? Hi, this is LaVon Kirkland, and I've gotten to know my co-host David Wyatt pretty well over the years. And I trust him and the Wyatt Law Firm, and you should too. For litigation and business dispute, you want a real quarterback in the courtroom you need to contact my co-host, David Wyatt, and the Wyatt Law Firm. Find them at seblawfirm.com, sports, entertainment, and business. This week's podcast is brought to you by Parm Smith and Archenhold. Hi, welcome back. And you know what's something, David, I really love about you? I want to know. Yes, man, <laughs> your collection of ties. Can we get a shot of this beautiful tie that he has on today? That's Mickey Mouse, guys. And, you know, honestly, it kind of fits in in what we're going to be doing next. Well, you know, LaVon, you talked about my ties last week, and uh, I appreciate that. I love being out here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And I thought, hey, why not? We got uh, a Disney Spirit Award winner on the show today. How awesome is that? Right. And why not get into the festive, you know, atmosphere and bring a little bit of that Disney spirit. Mickey, you know, he's he's made so many people happy and spread so much love and cheer. I thought maybe it would work for us. You know what? It's making me smile. It really <laughs> then, is. Hey, then, hey, hopefully it's making you smile as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a great interview with Darian mm-hmm. Wrencher, Disney Spirit Award winner, running back for, for Clemson Tigers. And I think you're going to really love what he has to say today in this interview. So let's just go hear from Darian. Darren, how you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing good, OG. Doing well. Glad to be on. Now, now tell them what you just called me there. OG. OG. Uh, if you break it down, it's original gangster, but people don't use it as far as like gangster terms. It's just somebody you look up to, somebody older than you has kind of paved the way. OG. See, David, uh, see, you know, sometimes I have to explain things to my guy, David, here. <laughs> you were trying to tell me. Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to tell him, but I, I wanted you to explain it to him. So thank you so much for giving that explanation of what an OG is. I, I appreciate that. I thought that meant old grandpa. Uh, old, yeah. <laughs> old grandpa. OG. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like my kids call me old man Kirk. So, but hey, man, we, we're really happy that you're on the show, man. Uh, we feel that you're a tremendous role model to student athletes everywhere. And just kind of want to talk a little bit about your journey. Um, now, you grew up in Anderson, South Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're a, you're a football star at T.L. Hanna. But what made you walk on to Clemson University? Yeah, so I would say it wasn't my first. Uh, the, there was part of the vision, but not the entire vision. Like, I wanted to play, like, major football, like mm-hmm. a power five, top-tier football. I just wanted to get an opportunity somewhere. But I, I played a lot my freshman year, my sophomore year. And then my sophomore year, I tore my left ACL. Mm-hmm. And so I lost a lot of my interest in offers. And then I kind of got some of it back going to my junior season. Then a week before my junior year, I tore my right ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if a guy wanted to balance it out or what. Uh, <laughs> it's all worked out now, but at the time, it definitely was uh, a lot of adversity. So I missed my entire junior season. If anybody knows anything about recruiting, that's a big year to get recruited. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting recruited not by Clemson, per se, but like schools like Wake, Tennessee, uh, Coastal, which shout out to Coastal now they're doing their thing. Um, so smaller schools, like nice, nice schools. But after I got hurt the second time, a lot of that stuff went away. Mm-hmm. And so going to my senior year, Coach Venables recruited my area. Um, and at the time, Ben Boer, Ben Boer, we went to the same high school. He's my, right. actually my fullback, my, my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I had a really good fullback. Ben Boer was my guy. And so he was kind of emerging as the leader on the team. And um, he kind of put his neck out there for me. And because I, I told him, I was like, I'd love to walk on. I was like, I think everybody's kind of backed away. I had some really, really small offers, but I always saw myself playing big, big ball. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was like, it's either Clemson or nothing. Now tell us a little bit about how it is now especially in this day and age, being a college student athlete? Yeah, I would say uh, a really good thing, a lot of structure. I mean, you kind of got, they map up your map out your days for you. Like we have, a, we have an entire like app that's like totally dedicated to our schedule. Like everybody has a personalized schedule on this app. Mm-hmm. Some, some things are, are the same. Like you got your team meeting, uh, your workout time. Like I just got done doing a workout before I just came here. And then uh, you have all your classes, all the team lifts, team meetings. And so, during the season, it's very, like, rigorous like, as far as the structure. In the offseason, it's a little more lenient. But, like, right now, like, I mean, Mondays, today's our long day. Mm-hmm. We're done with school, which is good. But usually you uh, work out in the morning, do your school throughout the day. You kind of get a day to look, rest up a little bit more. We kind of come in in the evening. We're here till like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. And then Tuesday, yeah, we, we kind of – we're in here. You lift in the morning if you want to on Tuesday Wednesday. Then you kind of end um, from 2 to two to 7.30. So, but really your whole day revolves around football. So you got to find a way, you know what I'm saying, to just make it work. And so I would say a lot, like school, obviously is a big priority here. You got school, uh, you got, you got to lift weights at some point because you got to, got to be big and strong if you're trying to play this level. Right. Uh, and then I would just say then you got to just try to balance everything. The best piece of advice I've ever gotten was like, it's not about balance per se, it's about harmony. Sometimes mm-hmm. you might need to do more school. 
Sometimes right. you need to do more ball. Sometimes you need, you need to just get away from all this stuff. Right. But just find a way to like balance it all. It, it is a lot. Uh, I've gotten so used to it, but like when I tell people what I'm doing, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah, it it is it is a lot. Trevor Lawrence, uh, probably one of the biggest superstars in the um, in college football, said you were the best leader on the team. Now, tell me, how does that make you feel, and what a, or who inspired you to be that person? One, that means a lot. That's my dude, one of my best friends. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you play ball, like, I think a place like Clemson, you're friends with everybody. Right. And you obviously find some dudes you kind of click a little bit more with it just – belief system, life, or you just kind of play on offense together or whatnot. But that's one of, my, one of my really good friends, and obviously he is who he is, so that does mean a lot. I think his words do hold a lot of weight. And so, yeah, just um, who inspires me to lead, I would just say I feel like I watch my parents lead me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big a big thing. And then I've, I've been blessed with like a lot of mentors, whether through church, through football, uh, just people that have come alongside me. And I just learned that, like, leadership is a two-way street. Like, you actually got to want to receive it, and then people have to be willing to give it. Right. I think as a young person, like, I've tried to, like, really be eager and asking questions. Because you, as you get older, like, people want to give you stuff, but you got to ask a little bit. They're not just going to openly give it to you. And so I try to reach out to people. And I think people – I've been blessed with a lot of people who've poured out knowledge in my life. Okay, now, I saw you on this big march they had on Clemson campus – and although Trevor and Dabo was probably some of the people that you really knew, you really stood out to me as the leader of that uh, movement. Can you tell us a little bit about that day and how it went? I mean, it was an amazing spectacle to see. The world, as far as like on the, tele- on the telephone, you see somebody die. And I feel like that's, that really shook me up. So I was kind of starting to ask a lot of questions. And I was trying to figure out how I should feel, what I should think about everything. And then when George Floyd happened, I think that was like a tipping point. It wasn't that his death was like um, any more significant to mm-hmm. like all people that died were significant as far as police brutality and stuff like that. But I feel like his really was a tipping point to where like I feel like America just had enough and people were willing to come together and stand up for what's right. Even even for myself, like because I for a long time didn't feel like I could like uh, I just thought you just got to accept accept things for the way they are instead of trying to make a difference. And I think you saw the world kind of. It wasn't just one one race coming together. It was everybody coming together. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it was outstanding work. Now, you're sitting in a place that has the fifth quarter, Clips and Tigers, and it oh, talks right. about Paul Journey. Can yeah. you tell us, for the people who don't know, about what Clemson University, especially the football program, and this Paul Journey and what it's all about? Yeah, so Paul Journey, and I always tell people, I, I feel like I came into Clemson at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. So I came in, I walked on in 2016, and I was like, Jeff Davis has been doing this work throughout the years without a title. And they, uh, Coach Sweeney finally made uh, pretty much a uh, program for, like, founded his program, Paul Journey, which is the, is passionate about winning. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, there's a lot of different pillars a part of it. You have, like, community service. Fifth quarter is pretty much the the pun on, like, life after football, four quarters of football, so life after football, how you, how you preparing us for not just life now, but life after football. And then you have uh, – Travis Blanks, who's an ex-safety here, he actually just got hired. He's part of, like, pretty much the – he's a liaison to, like, ex-players still being plugged into the program. You see a lot of – like, a lot of programs, the thing that happens is, like, you kind of get away and it's hard mm-hmm. to get stay connected. You get different coaches, coaching staff, all that stuff. So his job really is to just help players that have left stay connected to the program and right. use all the resources they can. And so that's kind of, like, all the different – you got Reggie Pleasant, who's part of, like, the spiritual foundation mm-hmm. of, of uh, Paul Journey. 
So all I have to say really is to like you've obviously anybody who's been around the game and watched the game from afar, it has been easy over the years for like football to use kids and mm-hmm. use young men. And the whole premise behind one, how Coach Wayne's built the program, but what he's done with Paul Journey and Jeff Davis especially is helping young men use football. Well, like I said before, I mean that's an outstanding program. I think it's a, a model program that people should really follow as far as their programs are concerned. Now, let's jump to this award that you won lately. Uh, what was that all about? Tell us more about this Disney Award that you won. Yeah, so the Disney Spirit Award. Um, yes. One, I had no idea I was nominated for it. I was up for a couple other awards, but I knew they had nominated my name, and I was kind of aware because I was in the like the selection process. But apparently they nominated me for for whatever reason. They didn't tell me. So mm. I guess it, it ended up working out because I was definitely surprised. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was on a Monday practice. So kind of like a day like today. So this is almost two weeks ago now. And like, I was tired. I lived it all day. It and showed I, on the video. Like, so that people, when you watch the video, the camera. You're just chilling. Like, let, let's let this practice be over with. <laughs> so the camera zoomed in. So nobody, like, people are like, hey, did you know the cameras? And I'm like, no. Like, so like, we got cameras around us all the time. Cause they're always kind of making stuff for social media. So I didn't think twice about it. Right. That camera was like 20 feet away, zoomed in on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like that. My face is the, the most natural. Like, <laughs> you know, how it goes. it's before yeah. practice late. I'm like, I'm listening. Like, I'm definitely in. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged, but like, I ain't really like, I ain't all, all jolly sunshine and rainbow. It's like, man, I'm trying to get my mind right. Mm-hmm. We've been at meetings for three hours. I'm tired. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to go home. And so, but then he starts announcing the award and kind of saying the names associated with the award. Uh, Tim Tebow. Mark Hurst, like who played at Boston College, mm-hmm. great, great, crazy story. Obviously, Tim Tebow and what he, his impact on the game in college. Uh, James Conner, running back from Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama football team, uh, and then you got the Iowa football team, where they did the hospital thing, right. the Trent Howard story from Purdue. So all these names associated with this award, I'm just like, man, whoever wins this award is like, that's gonna be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking they're gonna give it to Trev or the entire team because I feel like we've done a lot as a team. Um, and so I'm just sitting there listening, and then a man says, Darian Rincher. And that's wow. like, oh, wow. And I just, uh, my immediate reaction was just like, just honored. Like, I was like, to have my name associated with uh, some of those people um, is just, because those people, I think one, it kind of tells what you've done, but also the, the trajectory of like what people expect of you in your life or what you expect of yourself. Like, just told the story of my journey. And I feel like it was like a, a, a really cool milestone for me. Like, it, it isn't the destination, you know what I'm saying? It's like, sure. it, it, it's a milestone along my journey, which I feel like I'll never forget and really put wind in my sails to keep dreaming, keep pushing. Well, we saw that when you played against Virginia Tech. You just took off, my man. <laughs> Tell us more about that. I mean, you just, you just won the Disney Award, so you had nothing to lose. Just give me the ball, coach. Man, How did that feel? I couldn't. You couldn't script it any better. Mm. Like, and it's crazy. We had the Disney Disney movies. So everybody hoped was like, man, Disney couldn't write this any better. Right. We were just joking in the locker room. And so, but really, like, I won the one. I was. I got the award on Monday. So throughout the week, uh, probably like the most my phone is, has has rung in forever. Uh, so mm. a lot of people reaching out, just like people from the community, people from Clemson, everybody who feels like they've like watched me have been a part of my journey, which is awesome. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of on the high all week, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then going to the game, because I had a chance against Pitt, and it just was unfortunate. Like, right. I, just, I, just, I couldn't much it in. And then I was just like, man, uh, I feel like I made the most of my opportunities for the most part this year. 
I was like, I want to get in the box before, you know what I'm saying, before the season's over, the, re- the regular season. Mm-hmm. And the way to, the flow of the game, like I play special teams and I know like I'm kind of behind some of the guys running back. And so I, I kind of always know like, I'm, I'm going to get in, we're up a couple, the flow of the game is good. I'll probably get in third, fourth quarter. But they were holding the ball the entire game. Yeah, and I so saw I'm that. Game, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to get in. I'm going to get in with like 20 seconds left, which is fine. <laughs> but so we, we got, got in. Uh, I think we, had, we just had a three and out and we got the ball back at the 50. And I'm like, hey, I'm from the 50. I'm going to be good. Like, we'll <laughs> see what happens. But I know I'm good for the 50. Right. So, uh, in the way, first carry, they called inside zone to the right. The linebacker kind of misfit his gap. I kind of mm-hmm. played with him my eyes. I saw the hole, and I was just running. Like, I was just. You ooh, were I running. Kept seeing, I kept seeing grass. I kept running. And so, I'm running. And then I was I, I when I crossed the line, I kind of looked back like, there had to be a flag. I was like, right. this is too good to be true. Oh, man. Like, there's, gotta, there's, there's gotta be a flag. <laughs> then when I saw everybody running and I saw the refs hands up, I was like, hey, man. So I was hyped. Uh, and just, man, it was a cherry on top to a really cool week. Like, I feel like God couldn't have orchestrated it any better. So I'm just thankful. Uh, and it, it definitely did a week I won't forget. You know, you know, the cool thing I thought about that was when you came to the sideline, all the high fives, the chest pumps, and everything. It really showed from a fan perspective how much the team really, really care for you and and um, love you and all that, man. How did that feel to get all that love when you got on the got on the sideline? No, it was. Uh, I think the biggest thing is like unprompted. Like it's like like that wasn't staged because I went back my parents and they watched the TV copy, but I'm, I was living it, and mm-hmm. so it really uh, for me. It was just uh, I feel like all the love I, I put out to my team and the world, I, I, I've gotten it back a hundredfold. Mm. Like I feel like it was just uh, to see all the guys like younger than me, older than me, or same age, or same age as me. I'm the oldest on the team, one of the older, older guys. But just to see all the love, um, then for my coaches, coaching staff, Coach E up in the box, Coach Winnie, uh, everybody, Coach V, um, just a lot of people in the building who kind of watched me uh, evolve to say, and just to see like just the natural joy I, and I, what I feel like is it comes from seeing somebody who, who, try, who tried to do it right and one of the best they knew how. I got you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> our chairman, David, do you have any questions for this fine young man? Yes, um, sir. I just want to say thanks. I mean, appreciate what you're doing and the example that you're living. And, and I guess, uh, LeVon has, has asked a, a great deal of the questions. Uh, what, what is it the, the your favorite thing about LeVon Kirkland? How about that? Yeah. So my, the craziest part is my dad. So my dad, my dad's older than him, but they were kind of in school at the same time. My dad had, LeVon said he had extended college, I guess, to get his degree. My dad stayed at Clemson for a long time. So LeVon was here and left and came back. My dad was Clemson <laughs> for like seven years. Um, my dad ran track at Clemson. Um, I would just say like, so he's he always showed love. Like, I mean, since I was little. So he, I, he never knew what I would become. And obviously how life's come full circle. But I remember, uh, this is actually, I don't remember where we were. It was some goals gym. I, it might have been a green room. I think I might have been like eight years old. And LeVon, so we still had hair. <laughs> but, yeah. look, it's all gone now. <laughs> hey, he was in there. Uh, I think, and this is before I even lifted weights. I was, anybody who could lift weights, and if you listen, 135, I thought you were like the strongest person in the world. He's in there throwing up like 300, 340, 400 pounds like it's nothing. And he shook my hand. I was—I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> and so, uh, so I would just say he's always shown love, man. And just to see like how it's come full circle, and I feel like that's kind of the irony of life. You just never know what people are gonna become. So be nice to everybody. 
And now I'm sitting on this podcast and I'm talking. So it's just, it's, uh, I would say he's always been a good guy. He's always showing up. Oh, man, that's so nice. Hey, you know, I'm going to get your autograph next time I come to Clemson, okay? <laughs> next time we, we hook up. But, again, thank you so much for gracing us today. We really appreciate it. We know you're on a full schedule. Uh, an amazing, outstanding young man. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All right. Be good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, what an amazing young man. Very uh, mature for his age. And I tell you what, to take one from Oscar Wilde, you know, be yourself. Because everybody else is taken. Uh, hi there, this is former South Carolina football coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Bridge Builder Quick Hits, brought to you by Wyatt Law. Wow, LeVon Kirkland. Hey, what's up, David? Just in time for our Quick hit segment. You got oh, a minute? I got a minute. Oh, good. Well, yeah. you know what? I was at a friend's house the other day, and he was telling me his kid, who was an awesome athlete, wasn't able to go to college because oh. he didn't qualify for the D1 or D2 uh, NCAA regulations. Are you familiar with that? Well, here at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, we're here to educate, empower, and encourage. So, yes, of course. Hit me with some questions. So, you know, you played uh, college, you were recruited, and you coached, so you know these rules. How would you recommend these guys find out about this stuff? Well, I would say this. You need to start early, as early as even the ninth grade, to understand what the eligibility requirements are. So, for example, you got to know how many core courses do you have to take. That's 16. You also have to um, understand that your counselors are there to help you out. So you got to know how many courses, the types of courses, talk to your counselor, talk to your coaches. Where else could you maybe go get some of this information? Well, come to us with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. We can hook you up with a PDF that goes even deeper than what we're explaining right now. So a free PDF at scfootballhof.org. Get your NCAA eligibility requirements figured out now so you can get to the next level and be prepared in your college and career. It's more than football. It's making a difference through football. Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger. But not everyone will. Everyone has goals. But not everyone knows where to start. We are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Well, all right, another fantastic show. We appreciate you being here. And, LaVon, you know, we had Darian Rencher, mm -hmm. Disney Spirit Award winner. What an incredible honor for that young man. No question. And, and, and impressive as, as all. And, you know, I have the quick hit segment, some great nuggets to, to try to help lead these young folks. Uh, tell us about your mission here this show it's the inside blitz with levon kirkland right and you talk about this you know bridge builder excellence program and this i've seen a hashtag sc top 10 in 2030 what's it all about what are you trying to do here well david you know that we've had a problem in south carolina for quite some time and what we're trying to do is rectify that problem instead of being uh ranked 43rd we want to be least ranked in the top 10 percent um, when it comes to college and career readiness. So we put this campaign together, top 10 in 2030, to get our students ready for that very next step they're going to be taking. 
Yeah, well, it's fantastic, and I love it. I love what you're doing. I'm obviously on board and committed, and the whole team here, we appreciate uh, our, our great friends at Prominence Media for right. helping out and, and all of the great sponsors of this show. I mean, it's been an amazing year, an amazing start to a new season, and uh, and so, wow, so, South Carolina in the top 10 of college and career readiness, our students, by 2030. Yeah, it's, it's a big goal. It really is. It's a lofty goal, but I think we can achieve that goal. And I feel that there are a lot of people out there who want to help us out with that goal. And you can do that by being a volunteer. You can do that by being a member. You can do that by advertising with us on the Inside Bliss with me, LeVon Kirkland. That's fantastic. Well, you know, we do at Wyatt Law. We're proud yes. sponsors of the show, and, and it's been great for our business. And uh, I think it would be great for yours. If you want to get involved, if you want to invest in this program, how, how can they do that? Well, just go to SC Football, spelled out, football, H-O-F dot org. SCFootballHOF dot org. And I tell you what, another thing I want to say is college football coaches, high school football coaches, athletes, students, siblings, parents, grandparents, you've all reached out and thanked us or talked about the show and have been really uh, supportive of what we're doing. And, and, and you've got a lot of people out there, LaVon, that love you and are loving this leadership and sports podcast. So I want to thank them. And I know you want to join me in saying Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas. Merry <laughs> Christmas.